Well, welcome to FinTech Impact. I'm your host, Jason Pereira. Today on the show, we have Justin Adler, co-founder and COO of North One. North One is a challenger bank specifically servicing American small business owners. And with that, here's my interview with Justin. Justin, thanks for taking the time. Yeah, great to be here. So Justin Adler of North One, tell us about North One. Yeah, so North One, as you said, is a digital challenger bank specifically made for the needs of small business owners across the country. And um, really in a nutshell, North One lets small business owners get all their day-to-day banking done, all their really all their kind of core finance, uh, financial activity done um, without ever having to step into a bank branch. And uh, really, um, you know, the goal was to transform what would be a really burdensome experience at a traditional bank into one that's simple, fast, and efficient. Um, think of us kind of like Uber for banking and financial management. And I think what makes us really special is that beyond that value proposition, before we launched, certainly before we even wrote a single line of code, uh, my co-founder and I talked to a small army of accountants, uh, literally like a like hundred strong. And we asked them, what would be the what would be the five to 10 things that you would do month one in a typical small business that you started working with? And we actually distilled those controls and tools and systems down um, and baked them into um, the, the tool that every small business owner in the country already uses, which is the bank account. And so not only do we let small business owners get their banking done faster and more efficiently, but we've also designed a banking platform and a bank account that um, really is, is purpose-built to create better financial habits and generate better financial outcomes for business owners that use North One. Okay, so we'll jump into that. Talk to me about the origin of the company. Where did the idea come from? Yeah, uh, great question. Um, so, you know, it's funny. When, when my co-founder and I met, we realized that professionally we have very little in common. Um, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I founded my first startup at 17. I've been working in in, uh, in early stage ever since on uh, both the founder side and, and the VC side. My co-founder was a for, former lawyer past the New York bar. And then, uh, you know, a little later on in life uh, was a... Uh, was um, the, the leader of McKinsey and Company's financial service practice here in North America. Now, um, despite the, the, the kind of asymmetry in our professional paths, uh, we both had very similar foundational experiences. And we both come from very similar kinds of families. We both come from families of entrepreneurs where um, literally like everyone, uh, parents, uncles, aunts, cousins, et cetera, either owned a small business or worked for one of the family small businesses. And, you know, when you grow up in that type of household, you see firsthand the just the power that small business can can unlock, um, the the nice life that you your family has, which is a direct result of their hard work, right? But you also see the downside of it. You see the worried glances around the dinner table. You see your loved one struggling with uh, shoebox receipts on nights and weekends. And um, you know, I, I think that left a marked impression on both of us. We really felt like small business and entrepreneurship was it and still is the single best tool that folks have for economic mobility but it is a it is a risky path particularly for first time entrepreneurs and it's a path that really needs to be de-risked and so um that that's really that's really kind of the mission we we embarked on when we when we first met um, we we didn't necessarily know it was going to be a you know a challenger bank that we were going to build we just knew hey we, this is an important problem um, it's one worth solving and what we did was Again, we you know we flew around around the country, uh, literally like zigzagging between like like Texas, Iowa, Florida, California, um, talking to literally like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of small business owners. Um, everyone from like doctors' offices and lawyers' offices to um, construction workers, you know, brick and mortar, mom and pop shops, e-commerce owners, uh, landscapers, really everyone in between. And we realized that the the um, you know the problems that we had seen growing up were so widespread. 
um, and so commonplace. And they really resulted from the fact that small business owners are generally really good at what they do, right? They're, you're great at your craft, but you are so ill-prepared and ill-set up for the financial management side of running your business. And so we we realized that, you know, rather than build, um, you know, a dashboard, a better accounting service or something like that, we would actually just reimagine the, the one tool that they were all comfortable using and they already uh, they already all used, which was the, the bank account. So as someone who grew up in a small business and runs his own, totally understand that entire journey you just mentioned. So very, uh, very near and dear to my heart in reality. Okay, so let's talk about what you did to solve the challenges. I mean, you're right. There's no one gets in the business to handle bookkeeping and uh, and accounting and tracking, but it is the day to day banking is so vital, which rolls up again to the accounting level, which is required for strategic decision making. So, talk to me about how you're differentiating yourself in this space and what value you're bringing to the table. Sure. Um, You know, I I think the answers changed, right? Like when we we started off and launched uh, back in 2019, the space was just a lot less mature than it is today. And so really like our initial value proposition was to say, hey, if you're at Bank of America, if you're at Wells Fargo, um, if you're at the first bank of whatever town you live in, you are probably shoved into a retail banking product, right? And so if you need to set a wire, if you send an ACH payment, uh, if you need to deposit a check, if you need to pay a vendor, you cannot do that digitally. Um, You got to drive to the local bank branch uh, for for some folks who live in rural parts of the country, um, that means that there's you know an upwards of thirty to forty five minute drive each way, and we're I guess worse yet the the actually the 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 worst version of that is sometimes you actually have to call in to a one eight hundred number that's uh, only opened between ten and four. There's you know an hour plus wait uh, to actually talk to a person, right? So that that was really the value problem was to say, hey, how do we remove that? How do we remove the opportunity cost? of doing that day-to-day banking from the business owner so that um, we could turn that that really cumbersome, burdensome experience into something that really felt like as trivial as like, yeah, like posting something on Instagram, like you wouldn't even think about it, right? I think as the space is, has evolved though, we've really looked at differentiating in two ways. So first, making sure that our feature set and really down to not just the technology feature set, but like the features of, of the bank account, right, can support a small, like a true small business, like not a hobbyist entrepreneur, um, not someone who you know has an Etsy shop that's making three sales a month, but like a real a real business that has employees, um, a business where um, you know the business owner supporting themselves and their family, and that means that um, your wire limits can support that, your deposits can support that, you have cash deposits. I think those types of features that seem seem like very like of course you would have this are are still I would say in in the challenger banking space actually pretty rare. So I think we we differentiate in that way. It's really focusing on that that main street business customer. I think the other thing that we've done is really double down on a lot of those conversations we had with accountants early on. So one example of this is a, a feature that we developed um, in correlation with a, an organization called Profit First. They're based around uh, the New York Times bestseller. They have like seven hundred thousand members. We're all small across the country. Uh, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so we actually co-designed a feature with them called our uh, the North One Profit First Envelope System, and this allows a small business owner to uh, literally, with one click, um, drag and drop an automatic budgeting system, so that whenever they deposit money, the correct amount is uh, sequestered for uh, things like rent, payroll, taxes. 
their their own process. Let's talk about that for a second. Let's sure. just talk about that for a second. Go to Brock Goggin. I've actually given kind of entrepreneurial seminars on how to use this method as a way, means of organizing your cash flow. So all cash tends to basically in a business dump into one account. Now the mental gymnastics a business owner has to do to basically remember how much needs to be in there for all his obligate all their obligations, taxes, payroll, rent, you name it, all of that, it's pretty substantial. So people come up with complex budgets and different systems and threshold for what they want to remain there. But Profit First flips this on its head and says, no, 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 no. You're going to have a couple of different accounts or sub-accounts, and you're going to basically automatically route, once the money hits the account, money into the various sub-accounts. And those are all earmarked for different things. So you'll have one for rent, you'll have one for taxes, you'll have one for, for payroll, you'll have one for operating costs, and, and you'll have one for profit. And you'll make sure that you're taking the profit one every month and making sure that you're up again. And then, and then managing your operating costs to make sure you don't run out of money. And that makes sure that you prioritizing profit and everything else above the, above the operations of, well, the flighty things we do with our business money. So uh, you, so what you're saying is you've built a system to basically implement that entire cash flow coaching model. Yeah, exactly. And it's actually funny. You know, we, we as I said, we co-design the system with um, the, the, you know, the, the leaders of the profit first organization, and they actually came to us with with a problem. And they said, "Hey, guys, we're looking for uh, someone who, who's you know, digital bank serving small business who understands the importance of cash flow management." Um, you know, a, a lot of folks in the space, again, really kind of about this, this idea of saying like, hey, how do we just kind of digitize what big banks are already doing? How do we make this sort of like a, like a nicer experience? But um, I, I think they were really looking for a partner to really take the fundamentals of this profit first system, and actually kind of integrate that and digitize it and, and make it really automate, automated and easy to set up. And so we co-designed the system with them. And to your point, um, this, this actually came up in our conversations early on with accountants and bookkeepers, was that a lot of folks would exactly set up multiple bank accounts, the whole kind of um, allocation process process would be a manual one, right? Like you'd look at the money at the end of the day or the end of the week, you say, okay, I want and to a pricey one. Multiply yeah. five bank accounts. It's like, you know, <laughs> so exactly. you're paying five business banking fees. It gets out, it gets yeah. expensive. Yeah, exactly. And there's human error and stuff that can happen there. So what we actually did with them was figure out, okay, so like, how do we understand the tax rate per state? Um, how do we understand, um, you know, what allocations are appropriate for different um, buckets? And we've just automated that. And so business can go and I mean, they can make some, you, you can adjust it and tweak it uh, so that it's, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's your need. But um, we've really designed a, a sort of, um, I think, something that's, that's good for 95% of business owners that can be set up literally in one click when a, when a customer starts off with North One. And I think, again, this has led to um, just uh, really, um, I think, dramatically better financial health. You know, one thing that we've been really proud of is that we're really attacking with tools like this and, and others, I think one of the biggest threats to the economy today, which is the the failure rate of small businesses. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you know this, uh, Jason, but small businesses fail at like a, a substantial rate, right? Like 50% of small businesses will fail over a five-year time horizon. That means every five years, we're churning about 15 million small businesses in the economy. Now, yeah, and certain uh, sectors of the economy even worse. I mean, restaurants tend to fail fifty percent in the first year, ninety percent over a five-year basis, right? So exactly. Uh, yeah, and big and yeah, we're 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 really proud of the fact that you know we've been able to already. Um, I think really kind of make meaningful meaningful gains in that area. Um, you know, we looked at uh, the failure rate of businesses using North One, and they're substantially lower, about seventy-five percent lower than the national average uh, since we launched. Well, a little bit of survivorship bias. You're getting people who are responsible enough to do this, right? So, oh, yeah, of, 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 yeah, of, 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 of course, that's real value. No, but nonetheless, I mean, like, 
even even to those who would have started without you, you're making their life easier, right? Like the, the, the reality like we said, you know, the idea of having to, you know, especially when, depending on the nature of the business, right? if you get paid in, in batches, whatever it might be, but most, most people have money coming in every day. And the idea of having to go at the end of the day and being like, okay, this much to here, this much to there, this much to there, right? It's it's a tedious, tedious, tedious task that could be automated, which you've done. So kudos. Yep. I mean, and that that's really kind of like the, the thesis at the, you know, the heart of North One, right? Is saying like, hey, how do we remove um, things that are burdensome and time consuming from the life of a small business owner? So that like, hey, listen, if you're a chef and you started a restaurant because you love cooking, we want you to do, we spend more time cooking. We don't want you to spend time, uh, you know, on back office admin uh, that you probably hate and and would just would just just really like be very happy if you never have to do it again. Agreed. So okay, so you've you help people with this entire profit first system. You're putting people in you know envelopes or sub accounts, whatever you want to call them. But nevertheless, it's basically splitting up by dollars or percentages and making sure that when the tax man comes calling, the money's sitting there. When payroll come is necessary, it's done. Uh, which is which is fantastic. I mean, that's a great little automation feature. Talk to me about uh, what else you've done in this space. Yeah, for sure. One of the big features that we, we've we worked on um, this year has been really about um, defining more convenient ways for folks to um, get paid and make payments. Um, and so an example of this would be um, our North One uh, real-time ACH uh, feature that we actually we just launched uh, about two months ago. This is really um, you know, a system that we've devised, which says like, hey, if you need to make a payment quickly, uh, which a lot, a lot of folks, a lot of folks enjoy, right? They don't want to have to plan out their payments several days in advance. You want to maybe, you know, optimize cash flow. Uh, as you were saying, a lot of businesses have pretty lumpy cash flows, um, and, and there's you know spikes and valleys. So how do you kind of bring that same value of say like a wire transfer where uh, payment gets processed and received very quickly? Um, how do you do that in a more um, economically appealing way? Because wires are expensive, right? Um, they're also a little cumbersome to send sometimes. And so, um, you know, we, we worked uh, with our team to really figure out, like, hey, how do we take that functionality of ACH and just make it as fast as possible? And so we've been able to launch uh, our same-day ACH feature. We've seen really great adoption with customers. And it's really interesting, too, right? Like, you see customers who had never sent a wire before and were really, you know, major ACH consumers uh, really switching over to this. And But there's a nominal fee, and I think folks are, are really um, excited and happy to pay for that convenience, right, to get and make sure that their money gets set faster. And um, it's, it's you know, there's more certainty around processing times. So we've done that. I think the, the other really exciting feature that we've launched, are again, around this theme of convenience and, and offering customers the ability to pay in which they pay, pay using different methods and really allow them, allow them to send money according to how they want to send money, I guess, rather than forcing them to use two or three different rails. Um, is our physical checks feature. You know, a lot of our customers are in traditional industries and some folks uh, still want to make payments by check. Um, a lot of folks, especially that have uh, rent payments, want to be able to pay with a paper check. And uh, I will tell you, Jason, they, they've told us that um, not only do they want to be able to pay with a paper check, but um, that that check like writing and sending process is a lab- laborious one, right? Doing it every month, uh, maybe you have to you know write a batch of checks um, at the beginning of the year when you sign, when you sign your commercial lease. And maybe change your bank account, or maybe you maybe you want to make changes to it or something. Um, and then you have to rewrite them. Um, so what we've done is actually create a, a proprietary feature within the North One app that allows customers to give us the information uh, of the recipient and then schedule those payments in. And we will actually, through a partnership that we have, actually send out like print and then send out 
those paper checks on behalf of the customer. So again, it's really about removing um, that burden from the from the the business owner and allowing them to spend more time doing what matters. So, all right, that's where you are today. Anything else that uh, any other sales pitch you could give me on uh, the the features like integrations and whatnot? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, we we've worked on a ton of integrations too. You know, I, yeah. I think I think for for us, what we've really focused on, like in a nutshell, we focused on integrations that really allow. The, the bank account to do what it does best, right? Like for so many small business owners, there is this constellation of products and services that they use to run their, their business's finance department, right? There's their payroll system, their accounting system, a lending and credit facility, et cetera. But the bank account sits kind of uniquely in the center of that, right? It's like their source of truth. And Jason, I'm sure, I'm sure, sure you know, and this is really, but um, so many small business owners uh, use cash basis accounting to like make decisions for what they can what they can afford what they can buy right and so the business the the bank account acts as really that source of truth it's how much money do we have today not in um, outstanding accounts receivable like in in real dollars that I can spend and so I think a lot of what we've also focused on this year has been um, building out integrations so that the business center can get a wider really a wider circumference of view and expand. Um, the, the view of what of what's going on in their business through the North One Bank account, right? They can pull in more data from other systems and be able to really understand how money's flowing through um, their business. And I think that's what it's all about, right? Like if we think about that failure rate of small businesses that we talked about just you know a, a few moments ago, we know that of those small businesses that close, eighty five percent of them close due to a lack of understanding or visibility into the cash flow of their business. So these are not like you know, like a cafe that makes bad coffee. This is like a, a business that's being run by someone that just loses track of accounts receivable, accounts payable. Um, maybe they don't have enough money to to make to get their taxes at the end. They miss payroll, and then things really just spiral down from there. So, our ability to provide not just control but really visibility to small business owners so they can make better choices and more informed choices, I think, is really how how we kind of transform those outcomes. I mean, so I, that, that's what we focused on this year as well. And I think it's what we're going to be really focused on, focusing on next year too. Absolutely. I mean, especially because any number of payment systems like you've integrated with, there's a delay in collecting in those payments, right? Just being able to see and understand where it's coming from. And you, you made the point about the source of truth and the bank, you know, people are using cash basis for, for running their business. That leads to inefficient investments in working capital, right? More cash in the business than you need to, or, or expenditures being held off because you think you don't have the cash flow for it. So it's, you know, anything you can do to provide, to do that is a, is a net positive in, in terms of ROI. So good on you. So this is, um, so that pretty much, I think, encapsulates, encapsulates most of where you are today. Like, where do you see this going or what do you have planned for the next little while that you can talk about without violating anything? <laughs> yeah, no, this is a great question. So I, I think, you know, um, it really builds on what we were talking about just, just a moment ago. Um, so if we think about that, that constellation of products and services in that financial back office for an average small business, right? Um, there's anywhere, like if I'm thinking about an average small business in America, like not, not a tech startup or something, but just an average business, there's anywhere between 12 and 20 different relationships that they maintain. Now, most small business owners, uh, certainly the ones we've talked to, have identified the fact that it's really hard for them to go through that, um, you know, I've seen a bigger company, what we call like a procurement process, right? Really to do shopping and understand like, hey, which of these is, is the right one for my business, which makes the most sense for me, which has the best reputation, um, which has the best feature set, what are the differentiators? So I think um, that applies from everything from, say, like an insurance product or a payroll tool, all the way through um, credit and lending. And I will tell you, uh, Jason, you know, um, big banks, like traditional banks, have not made this an easier prospect 
Um, the fact of the matter is, if I'm a small business owner and I'm a, you know, a, say a Wells Fargo customer, uh, and I go into my Wells Fargo branch, say, hey, my sympathies, really, but continue. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm thankfully not. But um, say, say I was. I mean, that nothing against Wells actually, but I'm just using them as an example. And I say, hey, um, you know, uh, I talked about I talked about the person who's in charge of my small business bank account. Say, uh, my business needs a line of credit, or it needs a uh, insurance product, or it needs a credit card. They will show me the Wells Fargo portfolio of those products. When in fact, the product that might serve me best, that might make the most sense, might be a Bank of America across the street, or it might be a tech uh, that I, you know, is unaffiliated with the bank. And I think for us, we really see the future of the product and the best way to serve the customer as abstracting the North One from just being a bank account to really being a platform that um, really kind of uh, can connect that small business center to a variety of different products and tools and services that they need. And, and listen, uh, in some cases, that means that we'll be producing our own products. And in some cases, that mean, that might mean that we're curating a best of breed selection uh, based on what we know about the customer, right? But it's really about making sure that um, North One, at the end of the day, is a platform that can act almost as like the connective tissue, really connecting the dots for that small business owner so that those tools and services they're using are um, not these disparate things that are like maybe connected via like a, a very bare bones API, but really part of that same ecosystem. Okay, excellent. Sure. So talk to me about how uh, what the user experience is like. I mean, you're already keeping these people from going broke, which is fantastic. But let's talk about what it is to onboard as a customer. And what kind of feedback are you getting from customers after they've done so? Yeah, for sure. So um, time to onboard is is something that we've optimized for, um, especially over the last year. Um, you know, when we actually, it's a funny story. When we, um, we came up with the idea for the product and really like we were pre-launch, my co-founder was at a dinner with uh, a number of... Um, you know, uh, big, big traditional institutional bankers and was mentioning, hey, we want to onboard someone. Again, remember, it's, it's like 20, I think this is early 2019, maybe maybe in 20, late 2018. And so, you know, he mentioned to them, um, hey, so we want to digitally onboard someone uh, and we want to do it in less than five minutes. And I, I mean, he, he got laughed at by a lot of these folks, which is is now funny because it seems so obvious. But, uh, you know, when we launched, we nailed that five minute onboarding time. Uh, today, uh, we've cut that down um, to, a, to a place where um, the majority of customers can get through um, everything from th- filling out their application to um, you know us uh, validating the information on their application to getting onboarded into the bank account to having funding happen in less than three minutes. And, and that's a really important uh, demarcation because we know like when we surveyed small, when we survey small business centers and we do this regularly, a large majority of them, in fact, I'm looking at the answers from our, our last our last survey, about 70% of folks said that one of the most important things uh, when thinking about switching small there's uh, the, the banking uh, app that their small business used was um, the the time took to apply and get started and the ease of that that process. And you know, I think I think that's that's just one part of it. Um, I think where where we honestly get the most positive feedback for we we get we get I think you know customers really tell us they love us, but they show that they they show they love us by by really referring uh, their colleagues and and you know folks in their in their communities and really just kind of talking to us and telling us which they enjoy they enjoy our products and services. But um, I think the, the other two pieces that we really get just a ton of positive feedback on are one, um, the re- really just the, the ease of using the application, um, the fact that it's designed for someone who is 
you know, not necessarily a finance person, does not have a finance degree. Everything is written in very plain English. It's very easy to understand what you're doing. There's no like paragraphs, paragraphs, a small print that has some like, you know, potentially dastardly thing uh, hiding in there. Uh, but but also just the, the speed at which they can actually get through their work. Um, you know, a, a customer told us in a, an interview uh, several months ago that they were previously at one of the, the large traditional banks to save them embarrassment, I won't mention which one, but it would to take save them, about, them embarrassment. There's yeah. no need to on that. Show. On that it, show. Go ahead. It, yeah, it would take them about 15 minutes to um, set up a new payee and send them an ACH in North One. It takes 15 it takes minutes a, for a payee and send them money. Yeah, Ooh, uh, it takes like, takes le- takes less than a minute on North One. Um, so they really like that. And, and then I think lastly, you know, the thing, the other thing we get a lot of a lot of uh, customer love about is the way in which we provide customer support. Uh, you know, e- even if you have a great product, even if you have a great service, customers have questions, they need help, stuff happens. And I think I just want to give like a huge thank you to our customer service team uh, who provides just exceptional and tireless support to our customer base. And, and I think we've really engineered an interesting way to do this. You know, I think so many fintechs, especially in the challenger banking space, offer really bare bones customer support. Um, we, we've gone the other way with it. And actually, you know, customers can not only do uh, get get support via like email and live chat, but we also offer, um, I, I think, a, a very interesting mode version of phone support. Uh, we, instead of having a 1-800 number, if you've ever gotten support from Apple or Amazon, we actually allow customers to tell us when they're free. Uh, they can book a time with one of our customer service experts and our customer service expert will actually call them. So you're getting customer support on your schedule. But to say, once you sign up with us, you will never wait on hold for your bank again. Good stuff. So once you, you'll never wait on hold for your bank account again. Well, that is um, quite the promise. <laughs> yeah, it's it's something it's something that we've been we've been able we've been able to offer, and um, you know we're we're really thankful for it. Um, and, and you know, listen, it, it's it's because of how we positioned our business, right? Like, I think a lot of um, a lot of folks in our space really have gone the route of saying, like, hey, how do we offer a stripped down version of a bank account? Stripped down version of customer servicing, but we're going to offer it for free. Um, we've we've always stood behind the idea that if you make a product and service that's good, uh, customers should be happy to pay pay a fair price for it. And so we today charge a ten dollars subscription fee, and that really allows us to um, really provide like excellent services and products for our customers in a way that I think a lot of our competitors are just unable to. Excellent. So it's, um, yeah, the entire, you're preaching to the choir, right? I mean, there's something that happens in human psychology around the concept of free that people are much more willing to consume it than not, even if it's garbage. But at the same time, when it's something as mission critical as your business and the pain in the butt of $15 set up an ACH payment and make a payment, you're absolutely right. Like there's a definitely willingness to pay for utility. And frankly, I, you know, I get enough crappy service everywhere I go that I don't need more if I can avoid it in something that's so mission critical to my life. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So, um, you know, I think, I think, I think that's to your point, Jason. I think that's something that we see a lot in fintech. Is I think folks are so so worried about saying like, "Hey, can I build a product that someone would use?" And really, the, the important question is, can I build a product that someone would pay for? Right. That means you're actually solving a, a you're solving an important problem, and you're solving it in a way that's really meaningful. Absolutely. So, uh, all right, before we wrap up, there's three questions I ask everybody and on a positive note. First one is, if you had one wish for something you could change in your company, the industry as a whole, what would it be? Oh, man, that's a really good question. Um, so I think there there is such a um, desire for folks to solve um, easy to solve problems, right? The problem is a lot of those easy to solve problems are not necessarily ones worth solving. Um, so I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, there's tons of uh, products and tools that are made for 
I mean, frankly, guys like me, like people who live in a, uh, you know, a, a city that has a like thriving tech industry that uh, run venture backed startups that have, you know, had had successful careers. Um, and candidly, I'm not hurting for a lack of f- financial service options. I'm very well served. Uh, I might even say overserved. And I think that, unfortunately, the folks that are outside of kind of that view of, um, you know, the tech media and, and a lot of tech investors um, are the majority of, of Americans. Uh, and they are folks with really important problems to solve uh, and, and economically advantageous problems to solve, but ones that unfortunately are, are not necessarily front of mind uh, when, when um, I guess, entrepreneurs who spend a lot of time in the tech world or VCs who live in, you know, the tech bubble are thinking about um, what problems are, are really worth solving. So I, I would say that that would be awesome to see the fintech industry as a whole pivot uh, towards. Second question is basically, what's been the biggest challenge of getting the company where it is today? Yeah, it's a, again, a great question. I think probably the biggest challenge has been really kind of like navigating um, the, the rapidly changing compliance environment, understanding like how you can talk about your product, how you can talk to your customers about the product. And I, listen, I, I think at the end of the day, everyone wants the same thing, right? It's we want to make sure fintechs, banks, regulators, I think everyone wants the same thing, which is to make sure that when you are when you're launching a product, when you're selling a product to a customer and onboarding them to the product, you are doing it in a way where the customer has a clear understanding of what the product is, what it does, how much they'll be paying for it. And I think that unfortunately um, there's been some folks, and I'm not talking about just challenger banking in general, I'm talking about fintech more broadly, that have maybe not necessarily been uh, as forthright as uh, and and forthcoming about you know what the product is and how it works and and what it does and and all that and all that stuff as they could have been. And I think this leads to a situation where um, regulators uh, maybe sometimes overprescribe how to kind of resolve that, right? And while I mean we we certainly haven't had any trouble with this. Um, when you are working in an industry where um, you know regulation is being written as the industry evolves, um, it, it means that you need to be really um, nimble and you need to be really kind of ready in to um, how regulators are feeling across the different administrations. And so that that's something that we pay a lot of attention to. And you know, thankfully, we have great partners that work with us on this. But I think it's certainly a challenge in fintech in general, um, and certainly in in the challenger banking space. It's funny because like people often ask, like, oh, you know, you think all oh, Apple and all these companies are gonna get into tech, you know, finance and everything else. And like they're already there, but they're using third-party partners because they don't want to deal with the ridiculous regulations they would deal with in this industry. Like it is, you know, heavily regulated for a very good reason, but not exactly, doesn't exactly go well with nimble, quick and technology all the way. So, so uh, last question for you was what excites you the most about what it is you're working on and keeps on, keeps you getting up in the morning to keep on fighting the good fight that is (laughs) startup entrepreneurship. Yeah. um, You know, I I think there's there's a few things. I think first and foremost, it's our team. Our team Mm -hmm. is certainly, I would say the single most, the the group of the single most exceptional people I've ever worked with. It is Mm -hmm. a team that is just absolutely ruthless in execution and delivering value for the customer. And so I, I think, you know, I think I think that this is, is sort of our mantra, right? Like we are never we 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 refuse to be the bottleneck. We refuse um, to let things launch or or go out the door that are substandard for us. Um, and I think that that's one of the biggest motivators. Um, and then I think the other motivator is just is is really kind of the value we provide to our customer. You know, we we are uh, as I said, you know, we're not providing um, incremental value to to, on a, to an unimportant problem uh, to a small to a small um, and super niche customer base. We're so we're solving like 
really big problems for a group of um, customers that I think are a really important part of the U.S. economy. And I think when we talk to customers, um, when we see the value that we're providing, that's certainly a big motivator. And, and I think it really um, is, a, is, is a mission that's very personal to me, right? Like I think back to um, the struggles that I saw, uh, you know, my family have um, a small business owners. And, and I think that is such a motivating factor um, every day when, when you know, we, we go into work um, and we feel like, uh, you know, today uh, is just another opportunity to make a difference for small business owners and, and give them a better way um, and, and more certainty uh, to really kind of put food on the table for, for their families. Well, Justin, thank you so much for this. Greatly appreciate it. And uh, good work, quite honestly. If you can help keep more people, more businesses going for longer and more effectively, be greatly appreciated to uh, also great, not really appreciated just by me, but by, by them and frankly, all of, uh, all of society. Hey, thanks so much, Jason. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of FinTech Impact. If you were a American business looking to better your banking experience, please take the time to look at North One. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please review on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever it is you get your podcast. Until next time, take care. This podcast was brought to you by Woodgate Financial, an award-winning financial planning firm catering to high net worth individuals and their families. To learn more, go to woodgate.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, or find more episodes at jasonperera.ca.